Did you know that the perfect snack exists that not only has the yum factor, because that's important, but also packs a real protein punch? I'm talking about Wonderful Pistachios, a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Now that's a snack you can feel really good about. It's hard for me to currently pick a fave because they have several flavors to choose from, including no salt and jalapeno lime options. But if I absolutely had to, I'd say I'm in my no shells, wonderful pistachios, sea salt and vinegar era. It's the ultimate snacking solution for when you need a quick, convenient and tasty boost of pistachio goodness straight out of the bag. Whether you enjoy the ritual of cracking open each nut or you lean towards the ease of no shells, Wonderful Pistachios has something for everyone. It's time to elevate your snacking game with Wonderful Pistachios. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. With Chime Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments. Get started at Chime.com slash build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA. Members FDIC. Results may vary. See Chime.com for details. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. Hey, what's going on? You are listening to the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. My name is Bree Mitchell. I'm the host of the show as well as the founder of Brown Girl Self-Care. Now, Brown Girl Self-Care is an intentional space and platform specifically for black women. Here we talk about all things growth, abundance, and liberation. I have a really good episode for you today. I am in conversation with Sharice Wilkes, and we are going to be talking about money especially if you are in a corporate environment, okay? So um, Sharice Wilkes is her full name, and she's a business development and government consulting leader, and she has decades of expertise in federal, state, and government sectors. I invited her onto the show for one main reason. Listen, she has a mindset for generating income, and she is not afraid to advocate for what she wants. Now, this is huge because women aren't supposed to advocate for themselves, right? And they certainly aren't supposed to get to where the money resides, especially not by themselves. We know this to be true. I mean, at least that's what society tries to tell us, of course. Now, keep in mind and remember that it wasn't it wasn't like too long ago that women weren't even allowed to have, for example, like their own bank accounts right um so this whole money movement for especially for black women this is an important thing for us is these are important conversations to have so um in this episode actually we hit some deep points um including how like taking a step back when you're in the corporate uh, environment can actually be a strategic move um and also why you absolutely like listen This is a big one. You absolutely must negotiate your salary before you even think about starting in like a new position or at a new company. So as always, I want to invite you into the space, you know, take some time, get your water, get your tea, light a candle, get your journal, do whatever it is you need to do to allow yourself this time with me in this space, prioritizing you your abundance, your mindset, your mood, your emotional health, your mental health, your like all the things, right? This is this is your time, okay? That's what I'm trying to say. So, I'm going to go ahead and get into this episode and I'll see you on the other side. Oh, hey Sharice. 
Hi, everyone. So my name is Sharice Wilkes. As uh, Bree mentioned, I am actually a multi-hyphenate uh, individual. I have a lot of passions and things that I do. First and foremost, um, I am a, a business consultant, small business owner for 13 years of Affinity Consulting Group, NEFL. We are a 13-year-old management consulting firm headquartered in Florida. We have worked nationally um, and in our territories with uh, governments, educational institutions, uh, small businesses, as well as nonprofits over the years. And our goal with our clients, public and private, is actually to help them basically get all of their documentation together so that all of these entities can secure additional funding through public-private partnerships. So if you're a nonprofit, uh, small business government or um, not government, but educational institution, you can get money from the government or you can also reach out to private uh, funders, uh, private equity firms, all of these types of things and get money for your business. And then on the government side, we certainly help other government entities uh, pursue more funding from the federal government as well as those private sectors through public private partnerships. So I also have... Um, an educational academy called the Fun Finders Academy. Um, and there we are going to be starting to do more training online and educate both businesses um, as well as in the future nonprofits on how to secure additional funds for your entities. I think that someone that's listening may be questioning, okay, she's obviously a boss when it comes to this funding, but what does that have to do with just corporate America mm -hmm. and, and advocating for yourself and getting the coins that you deserve? And there's definitely, definitely parallels. But what I wanna ask you first, Sharice, is everybody has a money story. Mm -hmm. Everybody has a money story. I've shared my story on the podcast. It's, it's not necessarily a pretty one, but it's like my truth. Mm -hmm. And I think that when you can peel back the layers on your money story, it, it allows you to be able to receive and, and to ask for and to try and to go for and to see opportunities that you may have not noticed in the past or not been uh, confident in attempting to go for in the past. And I think that the reason why, or I'm assuming <laughs> mm -hmm. that one of the reasons why you are such a boss when it comes to these things is because like, if you are scared of money, if you are scared to stand in your truth and say like, for example, this is what I deserve in a nine to five setting or like regards when it comes to money, like there's no way Sharice that you will be able to do what you do and mm -hmm. wear all the hats that you wear. If you were afraid, like if your money story had, it was not, uh, you were not operating from a place of being healed in your money story. Do you, do you, do you see what I'm saying? Or does that ring true? I do see what you're saying. And what I will say is my money story is ever evolving. <laughs> so at this particular point in time, I have a little bit of a different money story because I have to consistently work on myself and what my belief system is around money. Mm -hmm. So it, I still, up to this day, I am in my 40s, have conversations about worth and continuing to advocate for myself and continuing to advocate, you know, when it comes to, hey, what I charge in my business or uh, with these other positions, even continuing to advocate for what the pay scale is with those positions and advocate on behalf of my clients when it comes to opportunities where we can negotiate what type of money that they're earning. Um, so 
from contracts and things of that nature. You actually can negotiate contracts mm -hmm. um, when you go after those. So I would say my story is ever evolving um, in terms of like its origin. I grew up in a rural town. It's small. People tend to make minimum wage, if not slightly more. But I think for me, I did happen to have an opportunity where at least on my mother's side, there was a, I call it a mandate at a very young age, my grandparent, maternal grandparents set the tone that you will get an education, mm -hmm. you know, so they set that everyone in the family didn't do it, but I listened to what they, they mentioned and knew that education could be a source of leaving poverty, leaving the small town, earning more money. In addition to that, I was very blessed because I got to see my grandfather, my grandmother, um, everybody in my family had a side hustle or a legitimate business. They mm -hmm. did not just take what their employers gave them. They were able to put their kids in school or do more things by taking on that second form of employment through business endeavors. And I saw them over time or over my lifetime living with them like, hey, then they went and bought properties mm -hmm. or they bought land. And so those things helped them generate additional income as they aged and, you know, uh, helped them even in retirement. So I was blessed to be able to see those opportunities. Um, however, being very clear, my money story started with my parents, my immediate parents did not have the funds to send me to school. So I went into college being a first generation college student from my parents and um, getting into debt with student loans and some scholarships. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But over time, I learned how the scholarship game, I learned where to get scholarships from. Even as I eventually went into grad school, I got my employer to pay for half of my grad school at that point and get scholarships from them. So it is an evolving story. But for me, I seek out opportunities to learn about money and finance because to be perfectly honest, no matter what we do in the US or a lot of places in this world, Money and resources matter and you cannot help people. You cannot help yourself without having those funds or you're going to end up being like homeless or destitute or whatever it may be. So you shouldn't be afraid of it, but learn to start educating yourself and have a healthy respect for it and then get into the place where you learn how to use it for yourself. I've been debt free at one point, then back in debt, you know, it all is evolving, mm -hmm. but also I have uh, purposely put out into the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. I want to be around more people who practice abundance. Yeah. I want to be around wealthier, higher net worth individuals so that I can learn from them. Mm -hmm. I want to be in the circle so that I can also figure out how to um, convince them essentially to part ways with their money, but also so that I can help the communities who can't help themselves. Mm -hmm. We will always have the poor and people who can't um, help themselves around us. And I feel like it is a part of my mission to go back and help others. So by me being over here in these spaces where we talk about money, do things with money, it enables me to help educate other people who don't have that access. Mm. God, you said so many good things. Oh, I can't take it. You said so many good things there, Cherise. So I'm gonna try to walk it back just a little bit because um, I'm curious. Um, and this okay. is why I didn't send you any questions because I like to just 
flow. I can't really be in the moment. It's like, okay, am I gonna? What am I ask next? I'm gonna ask this next. I, I just want to be able to be like in the moment, so I can ask questions that feel like they will be natural in the moment. You know what I mean? So um, you said so much there. Like we could just—that was just a whole mic drop. Okay. I hope you guys have your journals and your pens. I should have said that before, so that you can take some notes. You might have to listen to this episode more than once, honey. Like get your life on these coins. All right. Um, I'm curious. So you mentioned that your mater maternal, excuse me, uh, grandparents were about like multiple, like they, they was like hustle as in not hustle as in, you know, hustle culture, like we going to kill ourselves, but hustle as in we going to get this, this is what it's going to be. We're not going to have this lack mindset. We're going to build, you know, all that stuff. But then Absolutely. your parents were kind of, I think you mentioned that it was just more of like a, I guess a poverty, maybe mindset. But I'm curious yeah. to know, like, you had a choice, okay? Mm -hmm. Like, you had a choice. What made you decide to say, uh, "I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna continue to break this cycle." So again, starting out, education was big. My town, in my town, a lot of people stay behind. Um, it's pretty much, well, it's changed now, but it was pretty much at that time, predominantly black and white. The white kids went off to college. Mm -hmm. Black kids did not. Um, very few black kids went off to college. The ones that did, they were coming from the higher net worth families that were there, or they were military based mm -hmm. because my town is near military base. Mm -hmm. So, um, that was just the way that it was. So for me, I decided very early on, basically since elementary middle school, that I was going to go to college. And then I started researching and trying to understand what type of grades I needed. I knew it was important even in the, from ninth to 12th grade to get good grades. Um, that qualifies you for scholarships, qualifies you to go to the school of your choice. So that was like the path that I was on. Mm -hmm. So I knew I couldn't go outside of the state of Florida and actually get, you know, or pay out of state tuition. And especially because my immediate family wasn't going to be able to help me financially, it was all on me. So I had to figure out that path and start studying and start asking questions to anybody around me who would help. Um, even so much that uh, my family eventually moved into a middle-class neighborhood and one of the neighbors across the street um, Mrs. Tut, I remember her, may she rest in peace. Mm. I started asking her questions one day and told her what my plans were. And she happened to sit on the Florida State uh, University Alumni Association for the area or the county and told me they had a scholarship to FSU, which was one of my favorite schools. Mm. I went ahead and applied. But mm. if I had never spoken up and said, this is what I plan to do or what I want to do, I think part of that is we've got to use our voices. Mm -hmm. And if you've got dreams and things that you want to do in life, or even if you want to know about investing or stocks, ask the questions, tell people around you so that those individuals can point you in the right direction or refer you to somebody who can help you along your journey. And so for me, I've never been afraid to make the ask. <laughs> mm. And so I think that's what helped me. So that was my uh, progression through school. And then as I got into like my career, I went into a government career because yes, examples from my family, they had great uh, either in construction, government jobs, that sort of thing. And there was also a message like you get into a good government job and you don't leave that. Yes. Well, luckily while I was in government, I learned enough to um, also ask for mentors 
And what I also learned about internships in college and pursuing those. So um, I did a couple of internships. Even uh, I started out working in state government first and did an internship while I was working full time Mm -hmm. so that I could learn another sector of um, government, which was policy. So I actually went to go work at our state capitol as an intern and then met tons of people in that way. And that segued into me moving. That segued into me moving or going to grad school. Then that segued into me getting an internship in grad school. I wasn't afraid to start over and move into a government career where I ended up becoming a mayoral appointee for two administrations. That was the first of three. So I had skill sets and people saw that in me and cultivated it. And I asked for mentors and those mentors trained and helped me. One of the mentors interviewed me during my internship interview. He told me, don't you ever come into another interview for any job and not negotiate for yourself. And I don't care if it's $2 above what the asking price is. Mm. You try and you ask. White man. Mm-hmm. From that point on, he gave me a couple of books. I started looking at uh, reading different books about negotiation skills and just being in corner offices and reading things from CEOs and how they operate. And I haven't looked back since. So mm-hmm. even in government, I was able to systematically end up negotiating pay raises for myself for at least about a 10 year period. And I negotiated Every single uh, annual evaluation, (laughs) I advocated for myself and negotiated pay raises. Mm -hmm. And I I don't stop no matter what position I'm in. (laughs) Mm. This is this is like my mind is continuously blown. And what were you going to say, Sharice? Because I'm I'm I have a lot of thoughts. (laughs) So I think one of the things I would say to the audience members that are listening, you're like, well, how do we go about negotiating? So one of the things that I tell people with your job, you need to figure out a system, whether you use it in Excel, Google Sheets, a Word document, or a journal, a written journal that you keep for yourself. You need to write down everything that you do Do not, of course, keep your job description. It has duties and responsibilities, but those are usually generic Mm -hmm. phrases. It never encompasses what you're actually doing on the job. Keep track of everything that you are doing on the job. The next thing I would tell you to keep track of is performance. And what I mean by performance is how are you contributing to your employer or to your employer's bottom line? When you think about performance, at the end of the day, whether it's government or business, to be perfectly honest, all of us are in the same boat and we want to either do things faster, better, cheaper, (laughs) or, you know, uh, have an impact on the community, meaning the number of people that are being served. Mm -hmm. Figure out what those metrics are and how you as an individual contribute to to your employer's bottom line. Now, if you have the mindset to go in there and you just need money and you're collecting a paycheck, it's going to be difficult for you to actually get a pay raise because you're not standing out Mm -hmm. as a someone who adds to performance performers or those who are very, very charismatic. Those are the people who get pay raises. Mm -hmm. It's the way that it works. (laughs) That's how you negotiate for yourself. Now, if your employer comes and asks you or volunteers you to do some extra duties, 
If you really can't get out of it or just say no, I've actually said no to task. I don't care. I'll be like, I don't have the capacity to do this. This requires an extra person. This is going to stress me out, which means I'm going to be able to stop performing for you. Which one do you want? I have told them that. It said it and did not care. <laughs> but if they still have to give it to you anyway, document it, write it down, document those extra duties. And then when you go for your annual performance evaluation, you're going to sit there and run down that list. These are all the things that I have done for you. And I've done also do your market research. That's the second step. Look at the new duties that you've added and try to find similar jobs on the internet. Find out what they're getting paid. Maybe they're getting paid an extra $15,000. Like, let's say I have to now manage a contract and that wasn't my duty before, but now I'm managing a contract and dealing with vendors and talking to people outside of our organization. Well, those are skill sets that are transferable into like positions such as contract manager positions, or I don't know, some sort of stakeholder engagement or a salesperson or various other jobs that aren't necessarily yours. Mm -hmm. Look at what they're getting paid and come back to your employer and say, hey, you know what? <laughs> these job duties you gave me or these extra tasks. Well, if I were to leave and go out into the private sector, they are getting paid X, Y, Z, and maybe that's $20,000 over what I'm getting paid now. So can we talk about a reasonable, you know, pay increase because I have basically assume the duties of a whole nother position <laughs> and put it on the table. Mm -hmm. Let your employer decide whether they want to lose you or keep you. <laughs> and then whatever happens, make your plan or have a plan before that conversation happens and decide what you want to do. For me, to be perfectly honest, I move, I had always moved positions about every two to three years, mm -hmm. even if it's within the same organization. Yeah. I seek out other positions every two to three years and other positions that pay more money. Who showed you that it was okay to aim high and go for your dreams while also just being yourself? For me, it was radio host Big Boy, Oprah, and KTLA news reporter Gail Anderson. In part, these people are the reason why this podcast specifically exists. This is the power of Black representation in media. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is more than a podcast. It's a celebration of Blackness from NPR where every voice is as distinct and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In this collection, you'll find stories of joy, resilience, and empowerment. Each episode, a living account of what it means to be Black today. From the intricate narratives of The Wire to the wisdom of Michelle Obama and the urgent call for reparations, Black Stories, Black Truths really is the truth. Space wasn't always made for our perspective, so NPR's new collection is necessary as it celebrates the richness of the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center Black voices. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. Feeling more grounded and relaxed is black girl peace for me. And so I really need that while doing things like 
uh, tackling my to-do list or even braving this crazy LA traffic. If you know, you know. So something that helps me tap in is Recess Mood. It's a delicious sparkling water made to enhance your relaxation time and mood without any alcohol involved. So what you will get instead is real fruit, mood lifting magnesium, and stress balancing adaptogens. And again, no alcohol plus no added sugar. So I've tried all the flavors and I really, really like strawberry rose. It's like um, a little burst of peace in the middle of chaos because again, for real, navigating this Cali traffic is insane. Now, recess mood is not only my go-to for staying balanced while on the go, but it's also good for chilling at home too. It's like having a little slice of relaxation right in the palm of your hand. So next time you need a little pick-me-up without the alcohol, without the hangover, give recess mood a shot. It's been a fantastic addition to my routine. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com forward slash self-care and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. My hair is kinky, it's coily, it's beautiful, it's all the things, but the dryness is real, so it's also prone to feeling parched. This is why Way's Anti-Frizz Cream is my new BFF. It not only changes frizz, but helps my hair feel more hydrated. Listen, summer is coming. We are trying to be outside, going to brunch, plus traveling, and summer activities aren't always kind to our strands, okay? So let me tell you what I do for this. I wash my hair every one to two weeks. Don't sleep on Waze Detox Shampoo, by the way, if you have hard water or buildup. I detangle. I smooth in a little of the Way Anti-Frizz Cream, then shingle in my natural gel. My hair is frizz-free, it's hydrated, and it's cute for days. Love sleek styles? Waze Anti-Frizz Cream works as a heat protectant up to 450 degrees as well. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code self-care for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com, promo code self-care. Yeah, that's how you play the game. That's how you play the game. Mm-hmm. Now, I can say what I did learn is I don't necessarily like managing people, mm-hmm. but um, I'm a leader but I don't necessarily like the management of day to day. So unfortunately, you know, the supervisors, the managers, the directors, those are the positions that are going to get paid the most because you have to lead other people and it requires a lot of different skills. Mm-hmm. So just keep that in mind. Know yourself personally, take some personality tests, figure out what you do and don't like what your strengths are. And if managing people isn't for you, then don't pursue those jobs, but you can pursue other careers that don't require you to manage people or even be around them for that matter. Mm -hmm. Maybe you should, I don't know, take a look at tech jobs or things that you can do behind the computer that deal less with people if that's what your current employer offers. So you got to figure out who you are as a person while you're um, navigating your career. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's huge. And I think that's a part of, I'll speak for myself, that was a big part of my downfall. Several things actually was a big part of my downfall um, was not being in alignment. My my jobs were not in alignment with who I am, my temperament, mm-hmm. my personality. I don't like talking to people, leave me alone. Just let me sit here and do my work in peace. But that wasn't the job like I was, I kept getting, you know what I mean? I had to be on the phone. I had to talk to people and things like that. Oh, wow. That. You re- you really did choose all of the things I was, that I was like, you- 
I was like, okay, this is me. Give me the opposite and double it. That's that's that was what I I was in that space for a very long time. And so there was resentment there. Like I felt like I was stuck. I mean, and I know we don't have a whole bunch of time, but like there's so many things here. I want to make sure that the listener caught what you said a few minutes or early in the conversation because you kind of glossed over it. But it's important. Okay. It was important what you said, and that is how you took a step back. Sometimes mm-hmm. you have to take a step back and take a, a job or a role or position temporarily that you that let's say the outside world might be like, girl, you did what? You know what I mean? And there can be like embarrassment or shame with that. But mm-hmm. taking a step back or, or going backwards a smidge, that's a strategy sometimes. That doesn't mean necessarily failure or you made the wrong decision. Um, so I'm sure it requires having a... Uh, like you have to just have this awareness and a strategy in mind when you're making these these are power moves that you're making just like when you're playing checkers or chess i never played chess i don't know how the move the pieces move but i'm just saying um everything is not always going to be linear everything is not always going to be a straightforward shot sometimes you gotta step back reassess mm-hmm. step down whatever so you can get yes. the skills so you can whatever it is you need to do. So I want to make sure I mention that because that's a, that again is a power play, right? Yes, it absolutely is a strategy. And it's a strategy that I've used often. Um, Again, as I mentioned, I'm a multi-hyphenate. I have a lot of different passions. I've got this creative side, then I've got this business and very like tactical side, but then I can also be a people person. Mm-hmm. All three of those don't necessarily always align. And then depending upon where I am in my life, in my own life journey, I like different things at different times. Everyone is not that way. However, I can't unequivocally say, like I said, it's the people who think strategically in that way, or you have a great, awesome, awesome personality. You meet people, everybody likes you instantly. The charisma, the, you know, uh, charismatic people, those are the individuals you either need to be strategic or charismatic. And that's how you're going to start. Like, again, moving around the chessboard, as we say, or the checkerboard, you have to have a strategy with it. And it absolutely is okay to step back. You don't go into that without, sorry, that is a uh, mm, emergency call. <laughs> um, you don't go into that without a plan in place. So I've started over several times going into college was starting over from what I knew. I did that by myself. Um, Jumping around into some of these positions as interns or careers. I was at a state government level. Our state doesn't necessarily pay that well here. I did research. I knew going into local government would yield greater benefits for me long-term. So I made the move strategically to get my foot in the door with the first local government by taking an internship. So Mm -hmm. I did that. It didn't last long. I only had that internship for four months before they promoted me. Mm. They moved me into a position in the mayor's office immediately because of the skill sets that I had. Mm -hmm. So it didn't last long. And then the next position didn't even last the whole year before they promoted me into another one. Mm. Um, and, And at that time, the third position I had with them, I actually told them I wanted to go learn government finance and ask them when a position opens up in the budget office, can you move me into it? And they did. Mm. And then they came down and asked me to create a whole like grants office for the city. And I hadn't even worked in grants. Wow. They had me on a path to become a city manager. 
So I, the road at that time was for me to be able to actually run a city department and then eventually be able to run an entire city. (laughs) Run the entire city. Look at her. Sharice Wilkes for president. 20. (laughs) But look, my career is not even in that space. Right, right, right. right. (laughs) So it wasn't where I knew in my heart I wanted to be. So Mm -hmm. I am now, I still work with government, but I'm in a small business and government space because it takes public-private partnerships to do anything anymore. Um, And especially in the U.S., just because that's just the way that it is. So yeah, this path has definitely changed over the years, but do not be afraid to step back. Even when I was working full-time and said, hey, I'm going to go out full-time in my business, I had to take a step back. But I, what I did was I strategized and I went after contracts and I said, Hey, Lord, I will know it is time for me to go when you uh, say yes to a certain number of contracts and it's going to replace my income. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly Mm -hmm. what I did. Mm. So taking that step back, but also having that awareness to not allow yourself to be too comfortable in these positions, um, where you're just there wasting away for years and years and years and years. So really it's just, again, power plays, strategy, awareness, and And being uncomfortable. Yeah, and I will leave these tidbits. So please understand that my career has not been all peaches and roses or whatever Mm -hmm. you want to call it. I have had uh, mentors uh, stab me in the back because they wanted, they thought that I was going to be tapped for a job that they thought they deserved. Mm. I've had a lot of things happen. Um, I worked for mayors. Mayors change every uh, four to eight years. So a new administration comes in. I have had my job shopped around for someone else to be hired because they did not want anyone from the previous administration working for them. Mm-hmm. These things happen. You can have these types of office and corporate politics where you are. What I would say is it's a little difficult when you're going through those things to find clarity. I would pray about it. And then I also learned a new tactic. And I actually still share this with people today. I have utilized all of the HR benefits that my employer offers, including employer uh, assistance, where you go to talk to a counselor. Mm-hmm. I have gone out on FMLA and used all 12 weeks, even some of it if it was non-paid, so that I can take the time off to be still, pray, and hear myself, and gain uh, clarity so that I can develop a strategy for the next move. Mm. <laughs> do whatever you need to do to protect yourself, your mental health, your physical and spiritual health while you are making a plan and seek out and ask questions. And if you don't have anyone around you in your physical environment, please join online, get in some groups, ask questions on online forums like Reddit, Quora, or even ask Google. You will find answers. Look at YouTube videos. But Mm -hmm. what I'm saying is you got to seek out information. You can't just stay stagnant. Mm -hmm. That is death, period. Period. Agreed. I know that we are running out of time. I want to ask one last question before we wrap up, Sharice. Like this conversation in such a short amount of time, I know that the listener is just like, yes, yes, yes. I need to hear this today. I want to say, I want to ask if there's someone that's listening right now that has never really advocated for themselves when it comes to money, they're kind of still in that fearful space. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is there maybe one tip? I know you've given lots of tips, but is there maybe maybe not even a tip, but is there 
one thing that you would tell that person, that woman, that black woman to encourage her uh, to just start advocating, start asking, mm -hmm. start, start getting into that mindset where it's okay to increase. It's okay to be abundant. It's okay to move around. Like, but she's never done it. Like, what would you say? This is her very first time. Like, okay, I'm gonna try it, but I'm scared. Like, what would you say? Fear is always going to be there throughout your entire life. However, if you have, um, if you are a spiritual person, religious, whatever it is, wholeheartedly, God did not put us on this earth to be in this type of turmoil. And a lot of this is very much related to mindset. Um, I would definitely say, again, be still with yourself ask the questions, try to jot some things down in your journal and start making a plan. Without a plan, it can lead to failure. So you have to give yourself grace. Number one, don't get upset that you have fear, but pray about having the clarity and overcoming that fear because you can, and you have everything within yourself to move forward. There are tons of um, free programs out here. If you wanna move from government into tech, you can do it. It's possible. There's national programs that will offer training and stuff for free. Whatever it is that you seek, there's so much information and so many resources out here. Sometimes it doesn't cost money and sometimes it does, but you gotta make a plan to figure out what can I do for free? What can I do that's paid? What can I do by myself? Mm -hmm. And just, plant your feet on the ground and take one step forward with getting there. Um, fear is always going to pop up. I still have these moments, public speaking, whatever. I get afraid. I will drag my feet. Pay attention to some of those things. And sometimes <laughs> it could be timing and that's okay. But if it's overwhelming you so much to where you're getting sick behind it, just stop, take a break and pick it back up in an, a couple of weeks or a couple of months, but keep moving forward no matter what. And so that's what I would say to you. Also, when you are using your voice and advocating for yourself, get good with rejection. Mm -hmm. um, I will try to find the book and send it to Brie, but there is a book that I read uh, along my path where it was this uh, guy, I believe he was Asian. He wrote this book about basically the power of no, that's not the name of the book, mm -hmm. but he literally put himself on an experiment for, I believe, six to nine months where he asked for whatever he wanted from mm -hmm. anybody, including mm -hmm. if he went into a fast food restaurant and wanted some extra fries. All he did was ask. Mm -hmm. And what happened is he got used to hearing the nose. But then what did happen is maybe if someone said no, he got good at rebutting them and saying, well, if I can't get an extra fries, like, can I at least get a refill on my drink or something in case that restaurant didn't offer refills? And the person standing there would say, you know what? Yeah, okay. So they ended up negotiating with him, even though that was not the original intent. <laughs> he mm -hmm. started getting good at negotiation and not being afraid of rejection either. Mm -hmm. So all you can do is ask. And again, if they say no, at that point, you've got all the information you need to make an educated decision about your next steps yeah. and you execute your plan and move forward with your next steps. I understand some people are in rural areas and it is not easy sometimes to leave those places, but if you can get internet access, you can do whatever you want on this earth mm. with internet access, have a whole completely different remote job if you want to.
I love that. Oh gosh. Yes. Definitely send me that book because I, that's just like confirmation. Like everything more or less is negotiable. Like it, yes, it's just everything negotiable. is everything. So I'll definitely share that with the audience. Now, as we wrap up, uh, let us know if you have any offerings that you want the audience to know about, as well as where can we find you online? Mm -hmm. So for business owners, I have um, a free guide. It is uh, five types of funding for your startup businesses. Hmm. You can find that at bit.ly backslash uh, five types of funding, five types of funding. So you can find that there. I can be reached online uh, on uh, LinkedIn. You can find me with my name, Sharice Wilkes, C-H-E-R-R-I-S-E. -R -R -E. Last name is W-I-L-K-S. My website is www.acgfl.com for the management consulting firm. And if you are interested in taking classes or buying other guides and my future books that are coming out, please hmm. go to the fundfinders with a S.com. Love it, love it, love it. So I'll make sure I put all of that in the show notes um, as well as where they can get the guide in case they want to go ahead and get that free download and go ahead and elevate their business. Um, Sharice, thank you so very much for your time today. You are a plethora of information, a well of information. So I definitely just know that the listener is going to be blessed with this conversation today. And thank you for having me on. <laughs> Thanks, Sharice. Okay, so I'm back. I really want to know, what did you think about this episode? What were your takeaways? Let me know on Spotify if that's where you're listening, because on Spotify, you are able to actually leave comments on the end of each episode. And I promise you, I read each and every one, but I really want to hear your thoughts on this episode. Again, we talked about being okay with advocating yourself. We talked about... Um, what was it about? I'm so sorry. I'm drawing a blank. We talked about how it's it's okay for you to um, negotiate your salary. That's something that I never, ever, ever did. Like never in life did I negotiate my salary. And that for me was, I feel like that was a really big mistake. <laughs> um, obviously, I can't go back in time, but it's like when you know better, you do better, right? And I'm not sure that many of us are ever taught, especially not women, okay? Especially not women and especially not black women. I'm not saying that it's never happened. I'm just saying, generally speaking, that isn't something that we really were taught, like negotiate your salary. So not only are we already behind because we're women and we're black women, right? But if we're not negotiating and advocating for ourselves, it puts us even further behind um, because no one's going to necessarily just say, here, I know that you're such a hard worker, black woman. Let me go ahead and just give you some extra money. Um, the, I, I know uh, we said that the, the position would pay 65000 but you know what? I want to start you at $78,000, excuse me, $78,000, or you know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> it may happen, sure, but there is like, there's some finessing that I feel like we can learn, and definitely myself included, and um, that is going to help us elevate, that's going to help us just continue to um, glow up, you know what I'm saying? Continue to elevate, continue to rise, and so 
other communities know how the game is played and they also don't have the same barriers in front of them. So it's a little easier in some regard, obviously. Um, but there is a finessing that we we really um, can learn a little bit better. And then we can start to implement these things in our lives. And that's going to help us to continue to break these, break down and completely eliminate these um these vicious cycles that have a hold on on our families and our communities. So again, I want to continue having these money conversations. So this was hopefully again, one of many that I will bring to Brown Girl Self Care. So hopefully you picked up some things in this episode. Again, leave a comment on Spotify and let us just know. But yeah, that is it for this week's episode of the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. I'm so glad that you were here. And actually, one very last thing that I'm going to mention it in the next few episodes, but I want to mention it here too, is that I'm going to be doing a six-week challenge, y'all. I'm going to be doing a six-week self-care challenge. It starts on, I believe, December 31st. First, this will only be available to Patreon members. So if you want to join me, if you want to join this challenge, if you know that 2024 is the time for you to stop playing, okay, (laughs) Um, on some of your goals and you are really ready to put in just some intention behind this glow up that you want to see in your life join me on this six week challenge all right i will share more details in patreon but go to patreon.com forward slash brown girl self-care i'll have more information up in the coming days okay but yeah it's gonna start december 31st if i'm not mistaken which should be a sunday and it's gonna go through i believe february 4th if i'm not mistaken so again more details to come but if you know that you want to be in community with like-minded women if you know that you you want to really take some time and just be intentional when it comes to things like uh yourself like self-love and just being your true authentic self and to stop people pleasing and um just to walk some other things out for the next six weeks alongside with me because i'm doing these things as well um then i want you to join me it will not be anything crazy or complicated or anything like that i don't want to scare you away it's really just going to be about doing these things together black woman with black woman in community with each other and we're doing it for six weeks like i said just being very focused on our individual and collective goals for six weeks so again patreon.com forward slash brown girl self-care details will be up soon okay they're not there yet but they will be up very soon i'm still um just figuring out a few things behind the scenes all right so hopefully i'll see you there so now officially that is it for the brown girl self-care podcast i look forward to connecting with you next week on monday in the meantime have a blessed week I love you, and I will talk to you soon. You can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade or at least grab an extra latte after getting a Chime checking account with features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe, no minimum balance requirements, and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com goals24. That's chime.com goals24. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply.